I mean, I've been scoring it consistently. Either way, I've been, either way, I've been doing I mean, it. Go to Facebook Live, see if this is good. Someone tell me this is good. Tom, check this out. Tell me if it's looking good. Guys, come on in before the Indians game here. It's looking up. We're looking okay. You tag me. Yeah, it's live. I'm saying we're looking good. Is it level? Straight? We see everybody. Are you level? I'm saying, can you see your? Can you see everybody? Yeah, um, I guess it's a little dark on the edges, but cool. No, that's not a race joke. That's like it's actually dark on the edges. No? Yeah. How about that? Is. How about that? That's actually pretty cool lighting. Not gonna lie. Right. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, that's better. Cool. All right. Press that share button right now, everybody. Yeah, if you're boy. watching that uh, Nationals game, it's already. Pretty much over going game five now. One, not, one thing's for sure, Bobby. Nothing's for sure, especially with Dusty Baker as your manager in the NLDS. It's okay though. All right, want to mute everything? Yeah. That sweet. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I'm Bobby Levine. Welcome to the JMB Podcast. Alongside me is Jackson Schroeder. We have Colin over here to his right, and we have Matt on the other side. To my left, your right, we have. The big, easy folks. The man, of the, <laughs> the man of the hour. Thank you. Thank you. Shane and I are the play-by-play -play color commentary voice for Ohio Bobcats <laughs> hockey here on campus. Shane's good. Ethan Graham is next to me, and then we have Mr. Shane Days and the Rabbit Father himself. Uh, welcome in, guys. We have a, we're going to do a quick episode tonight. Uh, I understand everyone out here is trying to watch the Indians game five. Uh, so good luck to the Indians fans out there. Through for the Yankees, also good luck to you. You have a chance both to close down a series and move on and play the Avengers to get your butt whooped. <laughs> so let's go into the MLB right now. Uh, you're the biggest Indians fan here on the panel here. That's right. What's going on right now? Um, I mean, they were lackluster. You know, at home they stole that first game, amazing performance by Trevor Bauer. And then game two, Kluber uh, just lost it. I don't know what it was. He was. Uh, we ended up getting lucky, and no one thought we were going to win that game until late in the game. Um, Third game, that's a tough, that's a tough matchup. Good pitching, good defense that game, one to nothing. And then last night, I think that our confidence just kind of overcame us, and now we're in freakout mode. Yes. So uh -huh. we have to do it. We're starting an, an injured Edwin Encarnacion at uh, the DH spot, just praying for some uh, something to happen with him there. Um, yeah, but it's all nerves being an Indian fan right now. Well, the, the greatest thing about this game is if. If you're not a fan of any team, which I am, you want to bet on this. And if you're going to bet on anybody, you're going to bet on the Yankees. Not only are they going to be underdogs in this game, I'm going to go to the spread real quick so I can pull this up. But 190, but it's in favor of the, yes, it's still one and a half in favor of the Indians. You're playing with house money. Hey, what does that mean, by the way? I don't understand. House money? I don't understand baseball um, over-unders. Okay, it's not, uh, the over-under is seven and a half. The money line is, so like, it's minus 190 in favor of the Yankees. So if you bet $190 on the Yankees, you'll win 100 back. Okay, yeah. But if you bet 100 bucks on the Yankees tonight, you'll win $167. Okay, makes sense. Bobby, you said who you would bet on. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you. If I was betting on this game, I would bet on Corey Kluber. He has shown that he loves striking people out, and he has shown that he can do it in these big game situations. I think the Indians, they pull it off tonight. But, um, you know, that whole Cleveland thing when everything seems to just go extremely poorly uh, could happen too. But if I had to bet money on this game, uh, I would bet, I would go against my golden rule of betting against Cleveland, uh, and I would bet on Corey Kluber and the Windians. Who's 
Uh, I think to me this is all power versus power. You got Corey Kluber, who's a strikeout pitcher, a big arm, and you got guys like Aaron Judge in the lineup who are looking to mash that ball out of that stadium and get those uh, you know, people riled up back in New York. So we're looking at a huge matchup. If Encarnacion can come up with a power bat too, uh, that's a different dynamic for the Indians. But I think it's going to come down to either you know a big strikeout to end a seventh inning or something like that to kill a rush by the Yankees if you're Corey Kluber, or it's going to come down to a big swing of the bat by a guy like Aaron Judge, uh, you know, to end this game. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, whoever you think has the advantage in that matchup, uh, you know, Corey Kluber uh, historically has been decent against Judge, but, uh, you know, anything We'll just have to see how it comes out. I mean, yeah. he didn't do that well against the But the thing that I have a problem with is all the Indians fans are like double stance here. Yeah, you guys are making fun of Aaron Judge. He hasn't performed at all. But your MVP, Jose Ramirez, has done absolutely nothing. Himself. I'm not playing double standards. I think, the Indians, I think the Indians have got to this 20-game win streak or 22-game win streak build their confidence. I said it from day one. Going into the playoffs and looking at the Yankees, who are 30 games behind us and still giving us, like, a huge scare. I think we're going to sneak through. It could be more than a scare tonight. Yeah, it could, it be, be, over it could be reality. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm looking at it this way. Like, you guys got to realize... Being a Jacket fan, we won 16 straight games last year. 16, almost broke the NHL single-handed season that's record. And then we lose the first round. I don't care about the streak. The streak means nothing. Absolutely you got to the postseason. Rings are what matter. Absolutely. Rings are what matter. Pittsburgh's the only one that, you get, that team can say anything. And you know what? After the end of the year, it's going to happen. The Indians won 20-something games in a row, broke the MLB modern-day history record, and they will not get a ring at the end of the day because they did not get hot at the right time. They got hot too, a month too early. That's what's we'll going to happen. We'll I hope you're wrong. We'll man. see. I hope you're wrong. Matt, Matt, do you have any comments on this? Yeah, what do you guys say on this? Who are you rooting for tonight, Matt? I'm a big fan, or a big fan of momentum. Yes. Um, so I'm going to take the, 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 the Yankees. There it is. What pin strategy tonight? Yeah, I'm actually I'm torn to who to root for for this game because I grew up a huge Grady Sizemore fan. And I really like the Indians. I love their uniforms. I have a creative player, and that will be the show. He's <laughs> a third baseman for the Indians. Uh, it's a great game, by the way. However, I also really like LeBron. And when they won the uh, the uh, NBA championship, I was going nuts. And then I came back to campus I and cried. heard all the three one lead jokes, and I wanted to stab my ears out, dude. I, I I couldn't stand hearing people who went 52 years without winning a championship. And they, they won. Yeah. Yes. Um, they did last year. From the other's point of view, uh, I also hate the Yankees. Wait, though. They're the Reds win something. Yeah, wait till we get to the round, man. Yeah, I, I also hate the Yankees, and uh, I mean, however, I do love Aaron Judge. Like it, the fact that all he does is uh, hit a homer, strike out, or walk, which he leads the league, is so true. Like I apply that to getting with women. Right? Like if I hook up with them, if I hook up with them, that's wow. a home run. Wow. Oh, if they say no to me, that's a strikeout. If I get their number, that's a walk. Wow. So I think Aaron Judge is a great man. So, oh my God! Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, I like the Indians. They have the they have the best record in the L threes, and they're a great team, uh, top to bottom. Their their uh, their bullpen's really solid. Of course, the Corey Kluber's a dog, and and their their offense is ridiculous. One story, one storyline though that I love about this whole thing is the pitching matchup. You have Kluber, who's the the ace of the pitching staff for the Indians. Going against the old ace, CC Sabat. It seems like one of, it's one of those Cleveland disastrous stories. Yes. He comes back down on the end of his career. You know, he had his personal problems, but he comes back down for a victory lap and just screws Cleveland. It feels like it's one of those things that's just would go on that thirty for thirty that just came out. But I feel like Corey Kluber is going to save it. Steve is the champion. The Cavs won a championship. This yeah. storyline. The Cleveland Monsters, the AHL affiliate of the Columbus Blue Jackets, won a championship. 
Cleveland was so the Indians rather were so close last year. I feel like the narrative's changing other than the football. This storyline between CC and Corey Kluber, uh, the ace of now and the ace of the past, that was the game two storyline. Now that's all in the past, and now it's just the better pitcher against the worst pitcher. So it's Kluber, <laughs> the better pitcher, against Sebastian. You're just missing. You're just missing. I to blow two <laughs> The same thing happened to the Reds in 2012. I can't talk all this bad stuff against you. Not, not <laughs> forget, forget to yeah against the Giants exactly. So I'm gonna go back to that one. To be I honest. was here. That's my freshman year here at this campus. It was my obviously first, first couple. <laughs> obviously. First couple of months here on <laughs> campus, I mean, obviously. You said obviously. Um, what you said, but but you can't, no, I apologize. But no, it's okay. You can't forget that, like, CC Sebastian, the stats always brought up, is, like, the active leader in innings pitch. So if, if he plays well, they don't have to go to their bullpen. And if it does have to go to the bullpen, a, I think they're the going to go. It's, no, no, it's a, it's a bullpen. Is, everyone, all my Indians fans have been telling me, oh, Kluber's going to go seven. No, no, no. He's going to go five and turn over the bullpen. He's on short day rest. Because the bullpen is over. You have to. And you can't. Unless I'll roll this Chapman. I'm more scared two, of him than two anybody. Two innings of Rolls Chapman is better than five innings worth of Corey Kluber. Because if Rolls Chapman's coming oh. in, that means the game is not as good. I like, yes. I like Andrew Miller. If, Andrew, if you go to Andrew Miller, No, you Miller, can't. Does Andrew Miller get a home run early this year? No, he's, no, he's still Andrew Miller. Chapman is the he's one involved. arm in the bullpen that is going with the Christian. And he's like 2012 Chapman. He was throwing 103, 104. Yes, he was this series. He's mad. He's not eating the pastries anymore. He did against the Indians last year in the World Series. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. He's, yeah, you hate him 100%. This yeah. guy's juiced up. He's definitely a shady guy. <laughs> I gotta wish everyone good luck tonight. It's gonna be a fun game. It is. It should be, and then we also have game five coming up uh, probably tomorrow. No, it's gonna be two days from now, I'm guessing, with the Nationals. Yeah, five with the replay and all that. Right? Yeah, so. Travel. And it's still going on right now. Uh, it's five nothing. Nationals against the Cubs. This could be interesting. Though. Be you could have both teams in the World Series represent last year, not even make out of the first round this year. Uh, the Cubs kind of were me- mediocre the whole year, but I still, I, I have the Cubs winning the series. You see the Cubs dropping, Shane? Oh man, I think the Nationals are going to win this one. Yes, they're going to pull it out. I think, uh, right. I think that Bryce Harper's on a mission this year. I think he doesn't want to be denied again. Uh, they've been knocking on heaven's doors if you uh, will for the last couple of years. Can't get over the hump. Everything uh, Chicago's had Chicago's had its uh, fun in the sun. I think that the Nationals uh, have the pitching, they have the hitting. Uh, Daniel Murphy, a great bat in that lineup as well. Uh, you look at Bryce Harper; he's done some good. Uh, obviously, he's done some good things. You know that homer early in the series. Yeah. Uh, very <coughs> emphatic. So uh, I think more of the same will come for the Nationals, uh, and they're gonna pull this one out. Right. Face the Dodgers. Somebody new is gonna represent the NL. Yes. I, I, I think the, the, the Nats can just, na- or the Nats can mash, man. Like, not, not even just Bryce Harper, who's probably the second best player in baseball. You can make a real argument for that. Uh, Daniel Murphy, obviously, was MVP candidate a few years back. Um, what's his name? Uh, Rendon had just a. Yeah, Rendon's been. Yeah, 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 like 30 this year, didn't he? Yeah, Ryan Zimmerman. It was Ryan Zimmerman. A renaissance year for Ryan Zimmerman. I agree. It's an absolute mud show, rain out pretty much in Chicago right now. It's the last pretty much. <laughs> Hope you can have it through the Cubs right now. They have Rizzo, Mr. In Your Face, respect me from last game, who had the game winning hit there in the eighth or seventh inning. And they got runners on base right now from Rizzo at the place, so they need something to happen right about now. Other than that, though, looking back this year's that already final, the Dodgers look dominant. Yeah. Very, very good against the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, <laughs> who I had in the World Series representing the NL. I had in the World Same. Series, too. Same. And you look at the AL, Houston ran through Boston. Boston's firing everybody. I mean, those two teams, in my opinion, are the most dangerous teams right now. 
I think it could be a Boston versus Houston matchup. Yeah, Houston. especially those teams are going to be on rest, too. Houston, you have all, like Keiko and Verlander, their entire bullpen, going to get all those days off. So, so yeah. I guess time will tell. That's so, right. Good luck to the Cubs and national fans out there watching Game 4 and probably heading to Game 5 in the next couple of days. And also to the Indian fans here at us, at the table with us, and also I watching. Just take these next couple hours, man. Next couple hours, and then I guess it's basketball season. You know what makes me season. happy, man? Because I, I like the Indians. Maybe what makes me happy if the Indians win tonight and then go to another game seven and lose it again. Maybe that's the best thing to happen. To rip that hard at Give or take. Give or take. So, Matt, let's switch over to the NBA. We, okay. we are just days before the very October 19th is the uh, first game of the regular season. They moved it up. Uh, this year because they wanted to expand the season because, you know, players and fans uh, and coaches were complaining about the season being too compact and having too many road games and having too many back-to-backs, you know, things of that nature. So I think this is a really smart move by Adam Silver and the, uh, and the rest of the NBA on just, you know, starting the season earlier and just decreasing the amount of preseason games. And I think that's what the NFL should do. That's a whole other discussion. But as far as, you know, NBA news, one of the biggest storylines out there is the All-Star Game format. So now that you have uh, captains in the All-Star Games, and so now people are expecting, you know, the captains of the West to be, you know, Steph Curry or, you know, Russell Westbrook or KD. And then in the East, of course, it's going to be LeBron. Like, he's the favorable captain. And, and that's going to change the dynamic of a lot of people's relationships in the NBA. You think that, you know, somebody, you know, is close with somebody until he picks somebody ahead of you. And that's gonna that's gonna be you know a game changer in the NBA. It's, in reality, like I've always said, this the NBA is like reality TV, except yeah. we, we don't get that up close view. But like on Sports Center and other networks, you have that they provide that insight, and I just feel like this is another outlet of that. I mean, I'm I'm interested in that in the All Star game. We're gonna have a lot of drama lines. We've had drama all off season. I want to have a chance where. LeBron's a captain and has to pick Kyrie Irving or another point guard. Exactly. And if it is so, they're going to get on the same team and is there going to be a little beef? Because they're going to play opening night. We'll see if LeBron's even dressed up, ready to go. I mean, exactly. Kyrie Irving's not nearly as good as John Wall, so it doesn't matter. John Wall's the best point guard in the East, hands down, no questions asked. I think you even you could agree with that. Oh, oh, no? Absolutely not. No. Crazy. You wouldn't rather have a total point guard, dude? No, I'd rather have the best ball handler and finisher. Dude, the no. I, I'm, I hate Kyrie right now, and I would 100% yeah, rather so have John Wall's record was better every year. John Wall's record was better every year that he didn't have that uh, Kyrie didn't have LeBron. Yeah, you know who else he didn't have? Every mm-hmm. single player on that team except Even for John Thompson. Wall. Yeah, but he had a better lineup around him than Kyrie. You go back and look yeah. at that cast team. Yeah. No, no, dude. That Cavs team was ass, except for <laughs> They broke the record for the year before. They broke the record for the amount of losses. Yeah. yeah and they brought the same bad. team back around Kyrie. I'd rather have Kyrie. I'm an NBA no. fan. I'd rather have Kyrie. No. No. John Wall. I can, I can go with John Wall. Just, the only thing that, you know, <coughs> is troublesome with me is just jump shot. That's the only thing that I really just. I agree. And how many games have you? But here's the thing. John Wall's at least a point guard. How many games does Kyrie want on his jump shot? A 
Oh wait, oh you want a ring with this? Oh, he had the best player in the NBA on his That's team, That's still dude. fun though. But now I, I could beat you in basketball if I had Jesus on my other side, dude. If I had LeBron, I still think LeBron could beat Jesus. That's a whole other discussion. Yeah, I guarantee you. Exactly. That's how good LeBron is. So you want to bet the bet records? Wes, I guarantee Boston has a better record than Washington in the year. They also have Gordon. Nah, nah. Oh, I might have to take that. I have a, I've got a bone to pick oh, about our, uh, our uh, wait, the points thing. Uh, number one, I did not agree at the beginning of the season to the terms of the tattoo. Well, that's part of the game. Also, <laughs> so I, I, also I came in late, so for my picks. But that was your decision. Too bad again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Honey dicks me. And then, uh, so here's my proposal. I offered this to Max McDowell, and he agreed to this. If I lose, if I'm the last person, I'll take everybody out to like pigskin or whatever, because they used to be a sponsor, and I'll, I'll buy dinner. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. fair. I'm getting this tattoo. I, I get really thirsty when I eat, so. All right, so we, we keep we, that in mind. We do it only. What are we going to bet on this battle? What are we going to bet? 20 bucks? He goes back off. 20 bucks? Yeah. I'd rather do something like food. Can you do this? I'll do $20 with a Yeah, they beat the Warriors at home last year. Yeah, they always beat the 
Yeah, but they're not going to beat him with the fire. They're going to do it by themselves. All right, Matt, anything else? Finito. Finito. I'd rather watch. He said it was like a reality show. I'd rather watch Basketball Wives than regular season. Well, I guess it's your opinion, your TV. All right, let's actually talk about a little bit about college football. Biggest takeaway from last week. I want to talk about Jim Harbaugh to everybody here. Go ahead. Yeah, please tell us. So Jim Harbaugh last week uh, ends up losing a little brother once again. He is one and three, or one and two, excuse me, against Michigan State. Uh, last year was the only year they beat him when Michigan State went like one and six in the Big Ten record. Uh, and also he is O forever against Ohio State. So in the rivalry sport in college football, you obviously have a chance to go to the Final Four now with one loss, but then you also get graded on if you don't make the Final Four, how you played against your rivals. And that's the reason why you saw uh, John Cooper got fired from Ohio State in the nineties because he could, even though he had a great team every year, he never could beat, recruit. Never, yeah, he recruited like crazy. Could never beat Michigan. You switch it over to Jim Trussell. Lloyd Carr could never beat Ohio State at the end of his career and got canned. Then you switch it over. Jim Trussell still uh, was great until he got canned with the tattoos. And then you see Urban Meyer take over, and him. he ran through every single coach after that at Michigan. You're not about to say what I think you're about to say. No, what, do you, what do you think I'm about to say? You're saying that there's a chance Jim Harbaugh gets fired? No, I'm not saying that yet, but he's going to be on the hot seat if he loses again to Ohio State this year. That means he's going to be 0-2 against both rivals this year. He will not be in a conversation for our Final Four because you already have two-plus losses. And he also has to play Penn State. But I'm saying if you cannot get to the Final Four and you're not getting your rivals, there's no reason for you to stay. That's the thing in college. You have to. You're getting yeah, college recruits. You're not doing anything. It's, it's a game about alternatives, too. Like, you got one. Whether he's not winning those games, I would say I would still say he's arguably top five coaches in college football right now. And I think the way he started to turn around that program, and he's hit a rough spot this year early on, um, but, but the way he's turned around that, around that program is very impressive, and they would be – They'd be pretty stupid to get rid of him after three years. No, I, I'm, 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 I'm not saying after this year, but he'll be on a hot seat. If he goes, as soon as his third season here, he's not made it, he's not won a Big Ten championship, not represented the Michigan Wolverines in the Big Ten championship game itself, and he's not even got himself close to a Final Four than last year we lost. He had the team to beat last year with 44 seniors on that Michigan Wolverine roster. They went to Columbus, had a 14-point lead in the fourth, second half, and blew it. Like you know you, why? It's inexcusable. The spot was good. The spot was the first time. Is anybody <laughs> talking for answer this? Yeah, go no, say your right, name. Here's my thing. I, I think, and maybe I'm just, I, I ride Jim Harbaugh, but I think he's one of the best coaches in the world. I think I, you got to give it to Belichick, but I think he's number two. If he said, I want to go to the NFL, he's the hottest ticket. Well, no, yeah, he's I'm a huge name. Yes. And not, here's my I'm not, not saying that he won't be the hottest ticket, because that's where yes. he's going to go next. Right. He wants to go back to He had to inherit a, a, a ton of talent that he, that was not his, including Wilton Spade, who was the starting quarterback. And so I agree there should, be a start, there should be a quarterback change. Well, he's broke his back. He's right. Like, no, I'm saying I'm, even John O'Corn. It should be Brandon Peters, who, who I think is a real talent. Jim Harbaugh builds quarterbacks, and, and this isn't going to be a political debate, but if you look at Colin Kaepernick, he's struggled as of recent because he's had different coordinators, different changes, and he's even said in interviews, he goes, yeah, it's just a different system for me. Uh, Jim Harbaugh took him as a backup quarterback to the Super Bowl. You look at Stanford, he took Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's a big-time prospect going to the NFL, but he was only a three-star recruit coming out of high school. 
he turned that Stanford team around. Stanford was trash before he got there. I think those He's going to turn around Michigan, dude. And here's the thing. They only have one loss. Their season's not over. If Penn, State, if Penn State or Ohio State beats Michigan State and then they beat Penn State or Ohio State, Michigan still has to play Penn State. Yeah. They have to play at Wisconsin the week they play Ohio State at the end of the year. That's okay. three teams in the top ten right now. You think they're going three and against those after a I show they could. against Michigan State at home? I get out of here. A quarterback change? Dude, Jim Harbaugh's a no, no. Jim Harbaugh and Michigan, they still have NFL talent coming out. No, I really, I'm not saying they don't have NFL talent, but once you lose one game, especially against a rival team like that, you – what, what if we look at Jim Harbaugh and his, his career and his past? I mean, he's been one of those guys that gets you almost there and then he can't get all the way there. you got Stanford that was in the top four for forever when he was there, and then you've got um, the 49ers who made it to the NFC Championship two years in a row. Was it? Yeah. I think it's two years in a row. And then he goes to Michigan, makes them a consistent top 10 team again, but then something happens. You know, All right, but that's what makes him not the best, but in the top five. But here's my point. If you look at when, when he first started, he got his first career job at head coach. It was at San Diego. San Diego was terrible. They jumped up a division. He made them a winner, won championships. He goes to Stanford, and out here's the thing. Stanford was awful. He goes in there in the Pac-12 when they had Oregon, when they had USC. He beat those teams. He yeah. made them a contender. Goes to San Francisco where they had been shit for a year. Am I allowed to say another podcast? Yeah, it's too late now, man. Much <laughs> <laughs> worse things already been said. Can we edit this in post? No. Uh, where they had been just trash forever. It takes them to a Super Bowl. So now he comes to Michigan, which is a big name. He had last year the number three overall recruiting class in the country, and he can make them a winner, but it's going to take some time. If you come up when Urban Meyer had had three years. He's had three years. He's only had three years. Urban Meyer won a championship for his third year. Yeah, but Urban Meyer still had a great class. He had, he had Tyrod Taylor, who was a dog. He had he Jason Heron in the 67 squad. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, Luke Fickle did. was the coach, dude. Took him to 12 and 2, and then one and one. I'm not saying he's not a great coach, but I'm just saying you're going to have to give Jim Harbaugh some time. And once he gets his recruitment. The thing is, yes, they, they, we, they should give him time, but the thing is, in the college football world, you want to win now. Right. You want to win now, and it's got to happen now. You want to see you. Turnover immediately, and you haven't seen. There's that. no better alternative, though. Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. If if you get if you go to Bill Belichick, you're like, hey, come coach Michigan. Like, mm, okay, They're like yeah, go get Bill Belichick. But you're not getting Bill Belichick anytime soon. My thing is though, if all this heat starts going over him, do you think he wants to stay in Michigan? hundred percent. No, he's a crazy competitor too. He's crazy. Oh, he's, he's not he's a crazy person. person. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah, he's no, he's the best. Um, but <laughs> he's no, the best. He's always or he gets the team. Oh, against the team needs to be. I guess, man, but he could, he could definitely beat them. Like They've been in there every year, and plus this year they got Ohio State at home. It's a different football game. Once they get Dylan McCaffrey in there, if they get Brandon Peters, who are two guys he recruited to play quarterback, and I, I, maybe he just doesn't think they're ready uh, motivationally or something, but I, I think he can beat them. I'm looking at the uh, schedule the rest of the year for Michigan. They get Indiana at Indiana this week. They go on the road again at Penn State, game of the week, yeah. ESPN game sure. day. That's this week? Next week. Next oh, week. Next 21st of October. He goes at Indiana, then at Penn State. What happened with Ohio State last year? They went on the road at Wisconsin, at Penn State, and lost one yeah. of those games. Tony could lose again, the season would be over. So that's my thing with Michigan. You have anything else to say about them? Yeah, I feel like everybody's treating this as if they're like some program on like a, like a sharp decline or a complete collapse. Yeah. Uh, this is no Texas program uh, with, you know, Mac Brown and with uh, Strong that just completely fell off that, you know, on its knees and just collapse, you know. Uh, this is a program that's still uh, within the conversation for the top 10 every single year, fighting for national championship re- uh, recognition. Um, one loss right now, like uh, you said, anything could change. 
at any given moment. They could go on a hot streak. They could, uh, you know, figure it out and continue uh, to play good ball. But uh, you know, they could very well go the other way with that as well. So. Uh, if they think, if they think, lose two more games though, if they lose two more games at the end of the season, nine and three. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I don't think that's enough to. But nine and three. I don't think that's enough to really even question yeah. whether Jim Harbaugh should be there or not. I don't think that's. But I'm saying if he loses to the teams, I think, I think you got to get a five-year plan. Yeah, I agree. Big-time head, co- uh, big head coaches, five years, assess it after that. If it's not going well after the fifth year, uh, then you have that conversation. See, I agree with you. You got to give him enough time to work through his recruits and to uh, you know kind of. Uh, tighten the bolts and oil the machine, if you will. Also, nine and three after didn't they set the record for most guys sent to the NFL in one draft? He's pretty darn impressive, especially because that wasn't his talent. They made them NFL players I, or NFL he, talent before he got there. I guess, but he made them better. They were a five and seven program before he got there. What does NFL talent get you in college football, though? Like it's uh, all about wins, man. I know it is. These guys are going to leave regardless. Let's you think Nick Saban got there getting uh, Kellen Moore and these spread quarterbacks? He got there with NFL Jim, talent. No, the court, he's never had an NFL quarterback on his roster. AJ McCarron, dude. McCarron's my backup. I can't do anything <laughs> with a backup quarterback. That's Cincinnati. He's the only, listen, that's also a stat I'm going to give you. There's only, AJ McCarron won a couple games. We started a couple games. Oh, no, he's never had a good quarterback. No, listen, he's the first Alabama quarterback to win an NFL game since like the 1980s. Right. That means he's never had a quarterback. So the talent, whether or not. Yeah, Marcus Russell, did he? Yeah, that's LSU. LSU. Yeah, when he was at LSU, though, he had. And he had and what's Marcus Russell, Russell doing the pros? Bust. It was the biggest possible. It's the worst thing okay. to say, man. Eat. The worst of eating. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so stop eating. The talent's still He's there. Salad. It's hard to stop eating. Okay, yeah. now we're talking about Jim Harbaugh. Let's talk about another thing against Ohio State here and the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma. This was the biggest loss in years, point spread-wise, going into a game against Iowa State. They were minus 31-point favorites. 31-point favorites, and they lose at home after giving up a 14-point lead in the second half. (coughs) Folks, if you're Baker Mayfield, what are you thinking right now going into the Red River rivalry against Texas? Well, if you're Saquon Barkley, they think that's my Heisman now. Absolutely Uh, Baker Mayfield just threw it away, literally. I mean, they technically still have a chance. They've got they've got TCU, they've got Oklahoma State, they've got West Virginia, who this week is ranked. Or uh, sorry, not West Virginia. They have Texas Tech. So I mean, there's still a chance for them to uh, technically make the playoff. But now Ohio State's definitely in the driver's seat because they can go to a to a to, sorry a championship game. So uh, yeah, that may, I mean that makes it way more interesting. Everyone was everyone was hitting me up that our Ohio State fans were saying your your resume got way worse with the loss with Oklahoma and all this stuff. It doesn't matter. We're in the Big Ten. We have played enough. Teams yeah, they take care of business, it'll be fine. As long as, as if you if Ohio State wins out, regardless, you're not even an Ohio State fan. Yeah, no, absolutely. If they take care of business, you list all these teams. Michigan plays. Ohio State plays mainly the same teams. And, and, you know, I think that is scary as an Ohio State. Fan. It's not scary. I, would you not? Would be scary. If you're the committee, though, you gotta look. You gotta look at the resume. The FPI for Ohio State's incredible. Is top three, right? Top, I think we're number one. I think we're number one on ESPN. Well, to Jackson's point, maybe it's not necessarily that you're scared about the resume, but just about your team. Because if you yeah. couldn't beat a team that lost to Iowa State at home. What happened against Vontek, though, a couple years ago? Vontek won six and six in the regular season. Oh, Ohio hot. State won that. And what have we done yet? We have, we've not only been blown out teams, we've looked unreal in these games. And yes, it's pretty good. Also, an interesting thing, the year before we lost to Clemson in the bowl game. Yes. So, 
Same thing. The exact same, same situation. Losing Clemson the year before the bowl game. That sounds like you didn't lose to Clemson this year. It happens. You didn't lose to Clemson in the bowl game. We lost by five. No, not last year. Last year, it's fine. Oh, they bent you over and made them call you dead. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Take JT out of the game was a curse short and see what happens. They hit Deshaun Watson, dude. That was that was Deshaun Watson's like defining moment. Well, I guess the national championship game. That's right. He played defense, too. I forgot he shot us out on defense. Okay. Well, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? He's been playing college football the last two years. That's but funny. I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I definitely think Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten, Penn State included. So like I, they they definitely it does hurt their resume. Like, there's two losses they won the Big Ten championship game. Maybe that's we're, kind of we're not, if we have two losses, we're not going to the Final Four. Because if we went out, we're going I don't to know though. I don't know though because the Big Ten's so beloved that if you have two losses and then maybe some other program like and maybe some other program with like a weeker if schedule, we lose, if, we lose out, if we lose any more games the regular season, we're not going to make the Big Ten championship. Yeah, I agree with that. But I'm just saying like if you if you lose a game that necessarily doesn't count towards the Big Ten championship, so. We'd have to lose to against, like, an, I guess we already played, I gotta go to the yeah. schedule. We'd have to lose to Nebraska this week, Iowa, or Illinois, because Penn State and Michigan State are the other two big games left. Iowa was the trick game. Iowa's at Iowa. So we still have to play Michigan. I mean, our, our last, the three games in a row that scare me after this week we have Nebraska at Nebraska, then Ohio State has a bye week. Home against Penn State. On the road, on the road against Iowa, then home against Michigan State, and they finish up the season against Illinois and then at Michigan. Ohio, Ohio State has been making statements recently, but they haven't been against good teams. It's on our so, fifth I mean, I, I, I'm for you. I'm, I'm rooting for Ohio State, but like I, I'm just saying. I'm not going to put them back in the consideration really. for the yeah. for the top four until they play a Penn yeah. yeah Penn State. So and if we come out and show out against Penn, Penn then State, then I would say that they so they need to earn a spot in the top. So four. if you look at not over a it's just for Colin because Colin's an Ohio State hater. Well, if, I like Ohio State. If too. Penn State, if we, if, we, nice. if we come back and beat Penn State. Can you erase it, Oklahoma loss? Oh, 100. No, I agree, but I'm just saying it comes early. It's what they always say. It's scary. Lose a game, lose early. But it's also scary too is the Michigan game because it's at Michigan and the year Brady Hoke went five and seven and the, the year you guys went twelve and zero and you couldn't be in the playoffs they came within a, a, a two point conversion to be yeah, nobody on that team. I think Braxton Miller's quarterback. Yeah, and the way Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller is not a yeah. Look at this. Went twelve and zero. They were five and seven. We played. I don't think we we played a single team in the ranked top twenty five that year. No, I know, but you know how there's always that, that corny thing like throw the records Wisconsin. out. That that's yeah, a game. Wisconsin, like, the they were high at the other season. They weren't even ranked. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, let's let's the yeah, let's get to the NFL. Yeah, let's go to the NFL. All right, can I see your pen, buddy? You can have my pen. All right, the NFL point spread game. We pick the games of the N the AFC North. Are we doing it now? We're doing it now. All right, cool. I have it all in front of me. Pick the games in the AFC North. A couple other national games. Uh, Wait, can you go over who's winning yet? Yeah, I'll give you no, this. No, don't go over who's winning. Absolutely, gotta go. We haven't had this in two weeks. People are freaking out over here. But yeah, I would want to know. <laughs> if, I mean, if I wasn't on this show, I want to know, right? The standings heading into this week in the point spread game, you get one point for each draft pick. You get two points for your lock. You get minus one point if you miss your lock. Your lock is the game uh, that you're most confident in. The spread you're most confident in uh, that particular week. The standings: Bobby has 19 points. Shane is five behind Bobby in second place with 14 points. Uh, one of my favorite humans to walk this earth, Jordan Lindsay, is tied for third. After Jordan just uh, three weeks late, he has six points in back-to-back -back weeks. He has 12. He's tied for third with Max McDuel. And myself, uh, Ethan, is in fourth. Uh, Jackson is in fifth with eight points. And Matt and Colin are uh, 
if the season ended right now, they would be both getting tattoos at three points each. So, moving in to this week's games, uh, the Eagles, Thursday Night Football, are a three-and-a-half point favorite at Carolina. Uh, we'll start with Shane. We'll snake back down the line. Matt will end with me. Shane, who do you have? Eagles minus three and a half at the Panthers. I have the, wait, I have the Panthers favored in that three and a half. Are you on ESPN right now? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Carolina's home. They're minus three and a half. Oh, okay. I wrote it down wrong. All right, yeah. Carolina's <laughs> minus three and a half. That's important. Shane, who do you have? <laughs> All right, well, give me the Eagles in this one. I think Carson Wentz uh, has had the better of the two oh. seasons between he and Cam so far. I think Cam had a nice game against the Patriots, but that was one nice game. Other than that, his body of work really hasn't been super impressive. I think Carson Wentz is uh, really molding into a uh, you know pro, uh, a productive quarterback in the NFL, one that looks like he could lead this Eagles team to a division title uh, just this year. So uh, good things going on in Philadelphia for sure. Um, he had a big game last week, uh, and I expect more of the same from him this week. So give me the Eagles in this one. Matt. Um, you know, when I have, when my Eagles, <laughs> first of all, the Eagles are my team, if you don't know. Right? <coughs> Whenever my Eagles are productive and they're winning, you know, I kind of become cynical about my team. Um, I'm not sure if that's what other people do, but I just know that's what I do and that's a habit of mine. Um, so it's, the attention is being drawn toward the Eagles because they're winning. So I'm going to go with the Panthers in this game. Nice. There you can go. Oh, uh, not saying bye. Sweet. Um, I actually like the Panthers a lot. I, I mean, the Eagles look great this year, but I had the Panthers as the one or two seed in the uh, NFC before I ended the season. I, I think the defense is playing like that, so I like the Panthers. All right, going against the tide, I'm going to go with the Eagles again. I Something bugs me with Carson Wentz, but I cannot deny how good he is and how well he's playing this season. Eagles. Bobby Levine. All right, I'm looking at this game. Uh, last week, both teams had huge wins. I'm going to go back a week before that because we didn't have a podcast. Cam Newton got absolutely ripped, absolutely ripped apart by the media for questioning a female reporter on routes. It is funny to hear him talk about routes, you know. Just saying. For you. Okay. Now, it was horrible in my opinion that he got a lot of sponsors, all this stuff. He came out last week and looked great. I'm going to stay with the hot Cam Newton on this game last three and a half. Oh, jeez. You know what? I honestly don't know. I'm going to go with Carolina uh, just because I think Cam Newton is hot right now and he's going to continue to do that at home. I like his chances. Uh, second game, the Bears are going on the road to the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore is a six-and-a-half point favorite, Shane. That's a pretty, it's a pretty uh, decent point spread for the Ravens. Who do you have? Uh, give me the Bears in this one. At this point, I don't really against them. I, I had the Steelers confidently beating them, and the Bears pulled out an overtime victory. So, uh, you know what they? You know what they've uh, made me look like a fool. So I'm not going to get look like a fool. Uh, give me to be a fool yeah. twice. Mitch Trubisky, Cleveland, Ohio, baby, the proud product. Fool me twice, can't fool me again. Matt, what do you think? Um, I've picked the Ravens in the past, and they disappointed me with the Jaguars, yeah. and then. I picked against them this past week, and then they blew out. Oakland Raiders, the quarterback. Yeah. You guys picked without thinking. Yeah, yeah. so I want to do a little toss-up. Bears. <laughs> All right, that's um, a toss-up. Yeah, you guys, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you guys both made good points. You can never trust the Ravens. They've they've always disappointed in the past. And I, I really like Mitch Trubisky, but I just think at home, uh, Ravens defense will take care of that. So give me the Ravens. Ravens. There you go. I'm looking at this. This is the AFC North. Division's wide open. Pittsburgh's on the downfall. The Browns are already out. The Bengals are on a bye. 
We're going to go 11 and 5. All right, now. All right, Terrell Pryor. I'm looking at this. This is a game that Baltimore needs to win. If they're going to keep staying in this race to win the AFC North, they looked great last week. Mitch Trubisky's a rookie quarterback. Give me the Baltimore Ravens by six and a half. You know, Bobby, I'm going to have to agree with you. Wait, hold on. Before you go, tied for most strikeouts all time in the postseason series. 13 for Aaron Judge. He just struck out here in the first inning. Nice. Rookie. Wow. Nice. Sorry. Thank you for that. That is nuts. I've never seen a stat like that. Because Six and a half. It's like applied to women. You can strike out a million times with that one hole. <laughs> oh, it could be a game team. changer. Uh, give me Baltimore. Baltimore, okay. Yeah, uh, the Cleveland Browns will be on the road against the Houston Texans. Houston is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I know they made the score look a little bit better against uh, Kansas City there at the end. Shane, who do you have? Cleveland is a nine-and-a-half-point underdog. Oh, I'm going to take – yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take the Browns to win this game per se, but spread. I'm definitely taking them to cover the spread. I think they have a chance to win this game. J.J. Uh, Watt out for the season for the Texans. That doesn't necessarily mean that the Browns are going to be any better on offense. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser is still experiencing uh, quite the learning curve so far. The running game really hasn't materialized the way they probably would have liked it to. Uh, you know, they, they're a mess in the Browns. They're on five. Let's not buy it and kid ourselves here. But uh, Houston <laughs> with Deshaun uh, Watson uh, has a decent chance to get uh, some things done on offense. I think that uh, he has been a nice little spark plug for that team. Um, I think that the Browns can cover a nine and a half. Uh-oh. Get out, Home run, D.D. Gorius. Yankees are up 1-0 in the first inning. Corey Kluber looking to get shelled once again. Here we go, folks. Wrap it up. Throw it in the bag. LeBron's leaving next year. We'll just move on. <laughs> <Shut out. up. laughs> Matt. Get away. Uh, I'm never picking the Browns ever, so. It's not a bad strategy. You'll be 4-0 this year, so. Call it. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Fine, give me the Texans. <laughs> Nine and a half point. Yeah, that's so, that's so big, and I, I like Kevin Hogan. I feel like he'll do something. But give me the Texans. Jackson? I'm going with the Browns again, because I bet against them last week. And, <laughs> they they and, got and, to be the reason. <laughs> they just saw it. I thought that was going to be the reason. Like, they would win maybe one, because I about met against them. But um, Kevin Hogan is the answer, guys. I hope so. And so we're going to go <laughs> Browns, though. Okay, so I'm looking at this. I was looking at last week, and the shootout they had against... Uh, Kansas City, that was yep. Houston. Kevin Hogan looked good. I want to be honest there. He looked good coming yeah. in against the Jets, who are horrible. I, I, they're 3-2. and two. I don't understand this. I really want to pick the Browns to cover the spread. Not, not yet to win the game, but the Sean Watson. This could be the game where he blows out for like six. It's the classic narrative that passed on the guy who kills him, right? Yep, absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Browns. Kevin Hogan, like you said, looked good last week. I'm telling you right now. If there is a parallel universe in which Kevin Hogan wins this game and he is the answer, look out for the Browns to get to six wins this year. Look, look for him to get a going downhill if Kevin Hogan is the answer. They have an extremely favorable schedule. Are they going 500 the rest of the year? If Kevin you are Hogan, crazy. I'm saying if Kevin Hogan is the answer, you know then yeah. You know what's crazy? This is a little, maybe a little off topic. I could legit see every single team in the AFC North drafting a quarterback first round this year. And I, I legitimately mean that. I don't know. I, it could, I mean, it could possibly happen, no. but there's not enough quarterback. Yes, because, no, Ben, those two especially. Ben's on his own. Josh Dobbs is not going to be Josh Dobbs, the answer. We got to keep it moving. Here, everyone wants to watch this baseball game. Pittsburgh 
at Kansas City. Kansas City is a four and a half point favorite. This should be a very interesting game. Shane, are you going to pick Mr. Interception there? You had five last week. <laughs> Only five? That's not that many. Is it for- no, it is. That's a lot. Oh, that's a lot. It's five to start. The problem with Ben Roethlisberger is not the five interceptions. The problem with Ben Roethlisberger is that now he doesn't have any confidence anymore. He's doubting himself. Here, we'll say last week, he's not sure if he has it anymore. He doesn't know if he uh, has what it takes. Uh, I think that that is the biggest problem for Ben. Everybody has bad games, but it's how you respond from a bad game. And if he's going to sit in the corner and cry about it, then the Steelers are going to be in this tough position. They're going to, uh, you know, easily lose this football game. I think Kansas City is a very good team this year. You need him to come out with resiliency. You need him to come out and be a leader for this team. And if there's any doubt about whether he has confidence in, in his ability to lead, then he's not going to win the football game. So. At this point, uh, it really comes down to what Ben uh, decides he wants to do with this. And if he wants to, you know, man up and kind of look himself in the mirror and say, I still got it going on, uh, you know, we can make it happen, then the Steelers are going to be all right. And that's a tough question for me as a fan because he doesn't really look very enthusiastic about his chances so far. But Who you picking? Uh, as a Steelers fan, <laughs> as a Steelers fan, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Okay. Right now. Matt Harrington. Um, I'm going to go with unpopular pick besides what Shane said. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I feel like this is a game where the Steelers are going to go on a opposing territory, use that adversity to fuel, and go on to take the dub. Antonio Brown versus Marcus Pierce is going to be a very intriguing match. Yeah. Colin. For sure. Um, yeah, uh, my gut would say to go with the Steelers, but my gut's oh. been wrong, and that's why I'm in last place. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Oh. Jackson. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Chiefs, too, just because I hate the Steelers, and I hope they can get the I thought. Bob, so it sucks for me being a Bengals fan because every year he just rips the heart out of the bat. I mean, I've seen a guy with like two broken ankles hobbling down the field and just throwing a dying pass to Antonio Brown, who's somehow six yards open behind everyone else in the defense. If they lose this week, it's like, okay, perfect. We're going to come into the Bengals week and just rip the hearts out of the Bengals once again. But I don't see them losing this week. I see Big Ben coming back. I don't know if they win the game, but they definitely don't lose by four and a half points in KC. I got Pittsburgh covering the spread. I am going to go with Kansas City. I think this is one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best team in the NFL. Ben Roethlisberger is literally mentally and physically falling apart. You've been the Chiefs. The New York Giants are a ridiculous underdog. This is a ridiculous point spread, everyone. Hold on to your seats. Denver is an 11 and a half point favorite at home against the Giants. What on a Monday game! Night. No, that's Thursday night. No, this is Thursday night. Oh, I'm sorry, it's Sunday, Sunday night. Sunday night, night. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday night football. Uh, Shane, who do you have? Denver is an 11 and a half point favorite. Yeah, give me Denver. Uh, give me Denver. I think that the Giants are a team looking for answers at the end of the season here. Uh, it's pretty much over with OBJ going down. Uh, they lost those three other receivers as well. So four receivers out for the Giants. They pretty much have to sign everybody. Uh, the practice squad is going to be a mess. Before we get going, I just one. Sebastian Smith, ex-Ohio University Bobcat wide receiver, is now talking to the New York Giants. News breaking on the breaking news. JMB podcast in the seat of the team. Matt, who do you have in this game? Give me the wild horses. Okay. Colin, who do you have in this game? Yeah, go Broncos. You guys are crazy. Jackson. Uh, no, I'm going to go with the Giants. I think this is a this is going to be a really interesting game. Without it's eleven and a half points. It's eleven and a half points. That means that they have to win by a significant amount. But um, they, I'm going to go with the Giants. I think this is a, might be a blessing in disguise for them because their entire organization for the past few years has revolved around OBJ. And I know they're tired of it. They want to see their their season's already in the trash. And they want to see how they are as an organization without him as the center of it. So I think 
Blessing in disguise. I think Denver's defense. 0-5 Giants lost every single receiver on the team last week. Four, okay? They've lost Rodgers Camardi. He said he's done with the team. He walked out today after talking to Coach oh, Ben McAdoo. Oh, gee. This team is absolutely falling apart. If this team gets beat by 25-plus this week, give the oh, Denver a blowout. Absolutely. In Denver, absolutely no way in hell it's a close game. Get out of here. I'm going to circle your name just because if uh, they cover the spread, which I believe they will. I'm picking that's the Giants. I don't, and I'm not going to say that's a lock league. That's a huge spread. That's a big spread. Speaking of our lock, yeah, it's 11 and a half points. That's pretty much why I'm picking it. Uh, speaking of our locks, I'll just start so we can end with this. My lock is Detroit plus five at New Orleans. Detroit played well at times this year. Going on the road, New Orleans inconsistent. You never know what you're going to get with that defense. These spreads this week are ridiculous, though. The Jets are at home and underdog by 9.5. The Falcons are at home playing the Dolphins, favored by 11.5. And, and you also have the Redskins at home playing the 49ers, 10-point favorites. These, I mean, there's no one close. The Texans are 9.5, and, and then you also have the Sunday night game, 11.5 for the Broncos. Shane, who's your lock, buddy? Give me the Jets at 9.5. I don't know if they'll win the game. So the plus yeah, but they'll definitely, I definitely think yeah. that, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 9.5 underdogs. I don't think that they're going to cover that spread. Okay. Matt, who's your lock? Uh, give me the Stallions. The Broncos? Yeah. Broncos. Bold. Uh, I, like, I like the Packers, negative uh, three. They're minus three, sir. Yeah, they're minus three. At, on the road. On the road. I like the Lions, plus five. God, I agree with you. All these underdogs? They just lost AP to Arizona. Good for them. Bobby, who's your lock? Let's get out of here. You know what? Give me the Broncos game. Oh, I hope I hope I will too. Guys, thank you for coming in. Good luck to the Indians because you got one not to the season of the city's about to blow up on you. LeBron's leaving. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.